Welcome to Conscious Corner, brought to you by Conscious Coaching, Inc., the show that talks about divorce, stepfamilies, blended families, and all the dynamics that go along with it. Hello and welcome, everyone, and thank you for listening. I want to give a shout out to my team, Joel at East Coast Studio, who makes us sound amazing and great every single week. And you can reach him at eastcoaststudio.ca and to the music assembly that provides us with the music at the beginning, middle, and end of our show. And you can find them at themusicassembly.com. So hi, everyone. Today we are, or I am, I should say, I am going to talk about does divorce affect our children's future relationships? And you always wonder this, and more so if you're working with kids and families, you wonder it more. It's not necessarily on the forefront of your mind if you're a parent, step-parent, not in the immediate, but maybe later on. It's, But it is something that is there, and it should be on your mind of how does your divorce or can your divorce affect your child's future relationships And the simple answer I'm going to give you is yes, definitely. Your divorce will affect your child's future relationships. Now, the difference being that it can go either way. It can either go in a very positive way and your child could have uh, very good relationships going forward, even though you are divorced, or it can take the other way where your children may have issues and problems and and may have difficulties with relation with their own relationships going forward and future relationships going forward because of the divorce. So now with that being said, it all depends and we're going to talk today about what you can do to give your children the tools that they need to have healthy relationships going forward. Because I mean it's already hard enough when you are in an intact family to have your children have good, healthy relationships. But when you're divorced, it's that much harder to instill those values and commitment to relationships when you're divorced in your children. And so so it is going to be a little extra on the parents who are divorced. And that just comes with the territory. And it's just something that parents who are divorced have to consider and have to think about and have to do. So how do you do that? How do you make it so that your children can have healthy relationships going forward? So number one, the biggest thing you can do is be kind and civil to your ex. So just because you're divorced doesn't mean that you have to rip each other apart. Doesn't mean that you have to be these ugly, unruly people and don't know how to communicate and don't know how to talk and don't know how to be civil and kind and and nice to each other. When your children see that, they start looking at that. And especially if you do this while the younger they are, remember, the younger they are, the more they are like sponges and they're just taking this all in. And that is how they start to formulate their own personalities and their own thoughts and their own ideas on, on what relationships are like. So... If you're really ugly with your ex, this is what your children see. And this is how they think, you know, going forward that you end up communicating with the person that you love. And to them, that should be the person that you love because that's their other parent. So some of the time when they're younger, they're not going to differentiate that. 
they still feel that love and mom and dad and connectedness. And so, and then when they're very ugly and mean with each other, it's that confusion of, well, is this how I'm supposed to be? Is that how I'm supposed to be? And so what you do is you want to maintain a very good, healthy, respectful, kind relationship. So no matter what your issues are with each other, no matter what reasons you had for divorcing, if you want your children to have good, healthy relationships, you have to maintain that with each other. Remember, you're the biggest influences in their life. So how you behave is what you're teaching them to behave like, what you're teaching them of how to deal with uh, future relationships. So that is number one, because if you even in divorce can still be civil, can be kind to each other and respectful to each other, they can carry that in any relationship. When they're learning kindness and respect from you guys, they can carry that into any relationship they have. And that's what you want them to have is kindness and respect in any relationship that they have. So that's the biggest one. And that I'm putting there as number one. The biggest one that you can do is always maintain civility, kindness, and respect with each other and show that with each other. Yeah, it's going to take a lot. For some people, it's going to take a lot. You're going to have to shut your own emotions down and your own feelings about certain things down. And remember, it's not about you. It's about them. It's about what you want to show them to help their future lives, their future relationships, their future wives, husbands, partners. This is what you're doing. So you want to do what you need to do to show them how you believe they should be treating others and their own relationships going forward. So that's number one. Number two, it's also in the way that you, the way you communicate to each other. And the two go hand in hand, yes. You want to maintain civility, but it's how you communicate with each other. It's, you know, the things that you say and you want to keep communication open, always open. And so you want to keep that communication with your child open so that they always have this way to come and talk to you, to feel open with you, to share with you. You want to keep the communication with your ex open so that they can see, again, that communication is a key part and how you communicate is a key part. You know, and I'll say this, a lot of our communication nowadays is through texting and that is a killer of relationships. I'm going to I'm going to be very honest. Texting is a killer of relationships. If you're really wanting to say something meaningful to someone, if you can only text it, it means you have a communication breakdown. So why it's important of how you communicate? Because it shows them that sometimes they have to step out of their comfort zone, just like you have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to go and you actually have to maybe physically pick up the phone and hear a voice, see them, talk to them in person. And depending on how serious that conversation is, the more serious the conversation is, the more need there is to actually be face-to-face. So if it's something simple, hey, are you going to be late tonight? Or are you going to drop the kids off at this time? If it's simple things like that, that you can talk to your ex, that's fine for texting. But if it's a serious matter that, you know, our child is having 
some behavioral issues at school. That is not appropriate to talk by text. That is not even appropriate. That may not even be appropriate to talk on the phone. That actually may be something that they need to talk to in person, that you need to talk to in person. And your children need to see that, that you can still come together. Again, this is why it goes hand in hand with number one, that you can still come together and that you show them the ways to communicate with each other and how and and when to come together in certain situations and when, you know, for serious things, it's important to meet with that person, to have that interaction. And for less serious things, it can be by phone. And for simple things, then it can be by text. So there are ways to communicate and it's important to show them those ways to communicate. So that's number two. Number three is expressing feelings and being honest about feelings and expressing feelings. So when we're trying to teach our kids, and especially kids of divorce, a lot of them start to hold in feelings and hold emotions back. And again, it depends on how the divorce will affect them, but that is a pretty natural thing for a kid of divorce to do. And so you want to be vulnerable with them and be able to share your feelings with them so that they know that no matter what, they can come, they can communicate, they can talk, they can be open because you're showing them how to have that open communication, that honesty, that vulnerability, because those are the things and the foundational things that relationships are built on, that you can take from that from when somebody comes and tells you, you know, I felt really upset when you did that. It gives them opportunities where they can think about it and where they can maybe sympathize or empathize as well. And then it gives them the opportunity to do something about it. So it's important that we express our feelings and share our feelings with our children. And again, in an appropriate manner. You don't want to be just berating them and just and just tearing into them. But you want to do it in a healthy manner so that it it allows for conversation and it allows for you to then discuss things and have conversation and be open with each other so that they then in turn can also be vulnerable with you. So you want to allow for feelings and allow for them to communicate feelings and continue that all the way through because in their future relationship, that will be key. It'll be key when they're married and when they have their partners that They learn how to express their feelings, that they learn how to listen to somebody else's feelings and know when to adjust or when to help or when to fix or know what they need to do next to build on that healthy relationship. So it's important that you start doing that with them. And my last tip, and I'm only going to give you four today because these these are bigger things to think about, talk about, and to do. And so to build healthy relationships, the last one I'm going to say, number four, which I find really important, is fun. Make a relationship with your children fun so that it's not always serious. It's not always, you know, playful. Playfulness has a big part in relationships. And whether you're friends with someone, lovers with someone, colleagues with someone, whatever relationship that you're in, and particularly if you're in those intimate relationships with the one that you love, you need to have fun. You need to have that playfulness with each other. And 
show that playfulness with your children, that not life isn't always serious. Life isn't always negative. Life isn't always down. And when you're a family of divorce, especially in the, in the first few years of divorce, it's a big transition. So it's easy to get bogged down with the negativity of it. And your children feel it the most. They may not say things, but they definitely feel it the most. So have fun with them. Have fun with it. Even have fun with certain situations. If it's a day that's really shitty and have fun with that day and laugh about it. You know what? Today, can we all agree? Today was the crappiest day ever. Yeah. And this is why. This is how I felt about it. And and that's where you can express your feelings about it. But you know what? Let's forget this crap day and let's do something fun. And you want it so that they know that they can always take a bad situation and turn around so that they don't quit on a situation because it's tough, because it's crappy, because it's bad. And they can continue on knowing that there is that silver lining. There is that light at the end of the tunnel. There is that, you know, good part still within it and still after it. So have fun in your relationships. Have that playfulness in your relationships and start it with your kids so that even through divorce, we're still going to laugh and we're still going to have fun and we're still going to do things and we're still going to be kind and respectful to each other and we're still going to talk and communicate and let each other know how we feel, but we're going to have fun through it all. And if you can do that, your children are really well-equipped to then take that to the next level, to their next levels of relationship. They'll have a bigger sense of what a relationship is, what a good relationship is, and a better sense of commitment. And I know a lot of people think, oh, children of divorce are more likely to get divorced. And while the stats on that are true, there's no reason that that has to be like that. And so for us to kind of reduce the stat numbers on that, We have to start teaching our kids how to have that healthy relationship so that those stats don't continue to grow. We want to lessen that. So take those tips. Think about them. And why I only gave four, because those are four really key ones for me. And they're big ones because they're harder to think about and implement. Like, what would I do? Sometimes it's a self-reflection too, because especially if you don't like your ex, Keep that in mind. How is this affecting my kids? And not only right now, but how is this going to affect them in their future? I do not, like, think about it. You do not want your son seeing you as a dad tearing into their mom every time you have a disagreement. They're going to look at that and eventually grow up to tear into their own wives when they have a disagreement. You don't want your daughter just looking at her husband because you look at your husband or your ex-husband as this stupid imbecile, right? You don't want her looking at that just because he may not do things the way she does or she has a difference of opinion, right? Because she'll carry that forward into her future relationships. So you don't want to do that. So start practicing and emulating how you want them to behave through the way you behave. When you can do that, they definitely can do that. So it has to come from you as parents. As the parents who are divorced, as the parents who are in step families, you have to start with you and it transcends and grows out to them. So think about it, take it, talk to people about it, but start practicing it. Even if you take one of the four tips, try that and go with it. 
but try something so that our children are not caught up in that negative cycle and they have better relationships to have longer lasting relationships and a healthier relationships when they're when it comes time for them to be in their own relationships. So if you have any response to that, if you have any of your own ideas of what you do, connect with me, message me. You can reach me at Leah at ConsciousCoachingInc.com. Also go to the website. You can message me there. But share this out because it's important for people to know and for them to help others through that. And so with that, I'm going to take you now to Leah's Likes. So Leah's Likes is the part of the show where I take a few things that I like that help me throughout my day, and hopefully they can help you throughout your day, because we all need a little thing to pick you up throughout the day, and so I'm going to share a few with you. So number one, I usually start with the brain, something that tackles the brain, and today my Leah's Like is board games. Board games are a really good way to challenge the mind. And it's also a great way to spend time with your family, especially if you have younger kids. But it doesn't have to stop with younger kids. I have teenagers and they love it. If I say, hey, let's play a board game, you might get a few sour faces at first or rolling of the eyes. But once we're in it, they love it. Cards, you know, so any type of board game, cards, something, it does tackle the mind. It does make it so that you have to think you have to plan depending on the game that you're you're playing. There are some board games that really challenge the mind. So board games are good and they have a double a double purpose and a double benefit because you get to include your family in on that as well. So that's my brain like. My health like is this. And it's going to seem like a funny health like, but I really like chilling out with my friends. And the summer is coming and it's getting warmer out and, you know, all the patio furniture is out and just chilling and sitting in the backyard and having a really relaxing evening with friends and having that laughter and fun is so great. The laughter alone just is enough for me and laughter is a great health. So maybe my health is more not chilling with friends, but laughter. Find things that make you laugh that really, you know, get you going so much that, you know, when you laugh so hard, you start to cry or maybe pee a little. And <laughs> I don't know if ha- if it happens with guys, but for girls, it definitely does. And so you want to sometimes have really good hearty laughs because what it does to your body, you physically feel a change in your body when you have a whole night of laugh and you actually feel a little bit exhausted because It takes that energy and it burns that energy, but in such a great way, which is also laughing is also great for your brain. And it sends a ton of endorphins happening that go in your body when you start laughing. So these are all great positive things. So I'm going to say chilling and laughing with friends is my health like for this week. And my indulgence of the week, the Leah-like indulgence of the week, is coconut cake. I just came across coconut cake, and I remember having it as a little girl. But it just went away for years, and, and I just never thought to have it again. And I bought, and I will admit, I didn't make it. I bought it, but this coconut cake, and oh my God, it is so good. So coconut cake, it's my little sweet indulgence, and I could probably eat the entire cake 
over and over and over again. So it's a little bit of a scary indulgence because I can eat so much of it, but try it. I'm going to post a recipe and if you want to try and make the coconut cake, but it is delicious. And if you're having your friends over and you're just chilling in the backyard, a nice slice of coconut cake, especially in the warm weather, is it just goes hand in hand. So it's a really good thing to serve. It's a really good thing to have. And it tastes so good. That's my indulgence of the week. So I want to thank you for listening and thank you for connecting with me. Share this podcast so we can reach more people. Subscribe to it. Like it. Let me know how you feel. Connect with me. Share me your stories because I always love to hear from you. And the more we hear from each other and are there for each other, we support each other, the more we can help and build our communities because always know that you're never alone because I'm Leah and I'm in your corner.